Adult content intended for an adult audience only. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. The Neighbor's Wife by Spicy Cooking I live in a guard-gated master-planned community, one of these that, depending on your viewpoint, may be described as the epitome of success and wealth, or the worst housing community concept ever created. I suppose I fall somewhere in between. Ideally, I would live out on the countryside, on a huge lot with lots of privacy. But unfortunately, those properties are not as good investments as houses in the guard-gated communities, and the latter are far superior to the tract home developments that fill up most of Southern California. I live at the end of a very short cul-de-sac, only six houses in total on the street, and the only traffic is the mailman, the neighbors, and our kids. Idyllic and at the same time insanely boring. In this particular cul-de-sac, the families all seem to have two kids each, the husbands drive to work in their fancy European high-performance luxury cars, while the wives stay at home tending to the house and the kids. The wives are generally younger than their husbands. They spend their days shopping and cooking organic food while wearing exercise clothes, I think this may be a SoCal thing, and sipping white wine. They look generally very nice, fit and healthy always wearing full makeup and perfect hair for every trip to the local Whole Foods or to pick up or drop off the kids. I've often thought of them as the Stepford wives, perfect clones of what men would generally consider to be the perfect, submissive wife. When you live in the same community for years, you start learning a lot about your neighbors, for example that not all households are the harmonious little havens of domestic tranquility that they are projected to be and some households engage in the illicit use of recreational drugs after the kids are put to bed at night. I sometimes enjoy my nightly glass of wine in my backyard, with the faint smell of marijuana drifting in from the neighbor's backyard, while from across the street I can hear a couple argue loudly, sometimes accompanied by the sound of broken glass or other fragile items, their kids most definitely not getting a restful night's sleep. We don't typically socialize, me, my wife and our neighbors, apart for the obligatory greetings and some friendly words when bumping into each other outside of the community. This story begins, as most of them do, with alcohol. A couple of times a year the families inhabiting this little cul-de-sac gather for a barbecue right in the middle of our little paved circle, where we rent a bouncing tent for the kids and bring in plenty of booze for the adults. I am typically the grill master by virtue of once having worked as a cook, and generally being able to better control, or at least tolerate, my drinking early in the evening. We collectively own an old-fashioned Weber grill that I fire up with mesquite coal, and then cook sirloin that has been marinating for 24 hours after which it's basted with my secret barbecue sauce. The kids get burgers and hot dogs, and a jolly good time is generally had by all. A tradition has developed over the past few years, when the neighbor's wife from across the street becomes my sous-chef for the evening. Claire, as I can assure you her name is not, makes potato dishes, mac and cheese and salad in her kitchen at home, and then helps with the basting, turning and plating for the main event. She is probably ten years younger than both me and her husband, with a pretty face framed by shoulder-length blonde hair that she typically carries in a ponytail. She is slim, but with some nice curves in the right places, which are accentuated by the workout clothes she always wears. For the barbecue, she has put on a light knee-long dress with a floral pattern, 
which is very complementary of her curves, slim calves and ankles. While waiting for the cold to attain the proper temperature and glow, I sample the potato salad and mac and cheese, and duly compliment Claire. As always these dishes are well balanced and seasoned, and she has taken the time to prepare both from scratch. I again remind her that I want her mac and cheese recipe, and she again promises to give it to me as soon as I share the recipe of the secret barbecue sauce. This too has become a tradition, as for some reason we never get around to exchange recipes. I don't typically eat mac and cheese, and can cook a pretty good one if I have to, and we simply don't see each other all that much during the week although we are next-door neighbors. The sunset turns to night, and finally the coal is displaying a satisfying orange glow. I'm probably on my third glass of wine by now, a rare occurrence other than on the barbecue nights and other special occasions, and Claire and I are bantering back and forth as we're grilling the meat for the main dishes. Meanwhile, Claire's husband is completely ignoring us, tossing back the beer with reckless abandon while loudly speaking about his important lawyer job. Judging from Claire's facial expression she is not impressed with the monologue, and in combination with the late night arguing it is fair to assume that not all is well in that particular household, though I am not yet drunk enough to try to find out what is wrong. Meanwhile, my wife is staying as far away from him as possible, talking to another couple about something which I'm sure is both unimportant and uninteresting. That's the unfortunate life I've chosen to live, with the sweetest partner as can be who unfortunately turned out to be a little too shallow and uninterested in matters that are not the subject of a reality TV show or headline items on E. After the meat has been properly cooked and is resting, I put on the burgers and hot dogs on the grill. In a careless moment I let the back of my hand contact the red-hot backsplash of the grill and end up with a large red mark that will become a second-degree burn by the end of the night unless immediately and properly cared for. I let Claire know what happened and that I need to hold my hand under running water for a while to temper the effects of the burn. She sends me home and takes over the kitty cooking duties, something she professes to be quite capable of handling. I am tempted to make a sexist joke about how a man must always be in charge of the grill, but think better of it. One burn is bad enough for any night. When working in a kitchen you are told of the importance to immediately flush a burn with cool running water for several minutes to minimize the tissue damage. I'm in incredible pain even after having flushed for well over ten minutes, and I'm looking around for something with a local anesthetic when Claire comes walking in. I am surprised as I thought my wife would be the first to have some concerns for me, but if her conversation partners are interesting enough she would be oblivious to my whereabouts at an event like this. Are you all right? I was getting worried. Sure, just annoyed at my clumsiness. This is a 7.2 on the fuck-up scale. Let me take a look. She grabs my hand from under the faucet and looks at it. My God, you should have a doctor take a look at it. No worries, I'll be alright if I can just flush it for a while longer. Doctors are for wimps and are always looking for a reason to amputate. I may need some painkillers to fall asleep, though. You look pretty wimpy standing there. She smiles. Where do you keep the painkillers? In the cabinet over there, I indicate with my head. She takes out a bottle of Advil and looks at it. This looks old. I think it has expired. That's all right, so have I. We'll be perfect for each other. Besides, the effect is synergistic if swallowed with red wine. Lots of effects are synergistic with alcohol. 
she observes, looking somber. Somehow I don't think she was meaning it as a double entendre. Something you want to talk about? I ask. We've been having some trouble at home. Nothing I want to bother you with tonight. That's okay, it distracts me from the pain. I don't know why I pushed her for the information as I typically try to stay out of people's personal lives. Perhaps I was just curious to learn more about our neighbors. Rick is having some problems at work and has started to drink a lot more now. The stress is changing him for the worse, he doesn't have any patience with me or the kids, and when he's been drinking he becomes angry very easily and starts to argue, yell throw stuff. It scares me a little, because he never used to be like that. How about counseling? I ask. I could never make him go, because he would never admit there is something wrong. He is too proud to admit there is a problem because he is the problem, and so he will not be able to fix it. I've tried to convince him that I can go back to work. I used to be an interior decorator before I met Rick, and now with Ben and Jerry in school full-time I can start working again. Take the pressure off him as the sole financial provider. No, seriously, they didn't name their kids Ben and Jerry. I just thought that name combination sounded, well, cool. That sounds like a great suggestion. You could even set up your own company and work from home. That way you don't have to get out in traffic every day unless you have to visit a client. Well, Rick doesn't think it sounds too great. The same pride again will not let him fail as the sole breadwinner. It's not like I even have a choice in the matter. He will not let me work. That does sound completely alien to me, as I would love for my wife to work. Not because we need the money, but because it would send her out in the real world and get interested in real things. I pat my hand dry and put some aloe balm on the burned area. Well, it sounds like you have a decision to make. Either you continue to take orders, or you put your foot down and demand a change. Part of the reason women suffer through bad marriages is because they have no proper education, career or means to support themselves outside of the family. That's not the case with you. You have the opportunity to make your own life and pursue your own happiness. Once Rick understands that he may be far more amenable to changing his behavior. She looks at me for a long time and I'm afraid I've gone too far. Suddenly she steps towards me and gives me a big hug. Thank you. I've been going back and forth on this for a long time now, and you're right. I must be independent and assertive, and making Rick change. If I stay the same this will all spiral out of control. I have to be able to stand on my own two feet if things fall apart. We walk out and rejoin the barbecue gang. The volume has increased considerably, and I'm not surprised that no one seems to have noticed that we were gone for close to half an hour. I grab one of the few remaining steaks which is cold and horribly overcooked by now and join my wife. I am told something fantastic Dash and Kate's cousin is a high-end real estate agent in Florida and has been invited to the Kardashian wedding. I can barely contain my excitement as I chew on the cold, overcooked steak, trying to ignore the pain in my hand. Asterisk, 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 a few weeks later I am in my front yard pruning roses when Cheryl drives by. I wave at her, and she pulls up outside the house. Hi there, how are you? She exclaims. Great, how have you been? I haven't seen you since the party. I've been really busy. Guess what? The day after the party I decided to do exactly what you told me. I am setting up my own interior design company. I will work from home, 
and if I ever have enough business I may rent some office space somewhere. I have the company registered, and I've been working like crazy on the web page and some printed marketing materials. Once that's all done I will go door to door in the local real estate community just promoting the hell out of myself. She seems like a completely different woman, fully of energy and finally free of the surly bonds of an oppressive married life. I'm not asking about Rick and she is not mentioning him. He probably knows and strongly disapproves. Listen, would you mind taking a look at my website and give me your thoughts? Whenever you have some time, I'd really appreciate it. Of course, it would be my pleasure. I don't know anything about web page design or the interior decorator industry, but I'm sure I can give her some common sense feedback. I give her my email address, and she promises to mail it the very same day. The next morning, after my wife has gone on one of her all-day Sunday brunch-slash-shopping sprees with the Mensa candidates she calls friends, I log into my email and find the message from Claire, with a link and password to the website. The site is clearly amateur-built, with basic functionality and layout, but nothing that screams. Professional designer. The biggest problem is the picture's examples of interior design work is represented by what appears to be stock photos, and on Claire's bio page is a photo of her that looks horrible, perhaps taken with a cell phone camera. Fifteen minutes later I send her an email with my notes, and less than two minutes after that I can see her running across the cul-de-sac towards my house. I note that this is probably the first time I've actually seen her run while wearing exercise clothes. I open the door before she gets there. Was it really all that terrible? Not terrible at all. I like most of what you had written. But you seriously need to pay some kid at UCSD 50 bucks to make it look professional. And you need better pictures throughout. But how can I get pictures? I haven't designed anything yet. I don't have anything from back when I used to work. Didn't you design the house you live in now? Duh. Yes, of course. How could I forget about that? But I only have a cell phone camera. Will that work? No. Consider getting it professionally photographed. First impressions and all that. I really don't have the money for that. I'm doing this on a shoestring budget until I can get some work and income from it. All right, then why don't you borrow my camera? I have a kick-ass Konica with all the latest bells and whistles. Hang on. I run to the garage and get out my camera bag. I take out the camera and check that there is still plenty of battery life left, and then start explaining the various settings and how she needs to position it for best effects for light, exposure times, and so forth. Can you help me? Please. She looks desperate. It is a complicated piece of machinery and for someone who is only using a cell phone I can see it is intimidating. Sure. Let me know when is a good time for you. During the morning would be best to maximize the natural light. How about now? She is really eager to get this thing on the road. Okay, I can do that. You want to check with Rick first? Rick is out of town. He's been staying away a lot since I told him of my decision. He thinks it's punishing me. It's actually kind of nice. Quiet. She smiles again. Come on. I grab my bag and head over to her house. I recall being in there when they first moved into the neighborhood and had everybody over, but I did not remember how nice it looked inside with all the accentuating elements and colors she had brought to the place. 
I immediately decide that I will not only be her website consultant but also her first client. We spend the next hour walking around the bottom floor, when she's pointing out little design features, and I'm positioning the camera and flash and happily shooting away. At one point she is standing next to a huge vase explaining something when I tell her to stand still and smile, and I take a picture of her next to the vase. The background is white, which nicely contrasts with the curves clad in black spandex. What did you do that for? Because I thought it looked nice, you looked nice. And besides, you need a picture of yourself for the bio page. Dressed like this? She looks down on her running attire, complete with sneakers. Probably not, something professional, a light blouse with a dark jacket. It will be upper body only, so no need to put on anything else. We both smile as the double meaning hits us simultaneously. I have that. Do you want me to change? Where should we take it? Go change. I'll think about the best place to take it. She runs off and I begin walking around the house finding the best background. I settle on a planned white wall in the dining room or a bookcase in her husband's study. She comes down dressed in a conservative blouse and black jacket. We try the dining room first, but it looks too strict, too clinical. I suggest she take the hair out of the ponytail as it makes her look a little like a school principal. She runs away again to fix her hair and as expected that takes quite a while. She looks a lot better with the blonde hair on her shoulders, and I joke about her qualities as a model. She is giddy like a little schoolgirl thinking this is really a lot of fun. We next move to the study and take another few pictures of her in front of the bookcase. We both agree they are terrible, as she looks just like a stiff lawyer, and that's a whole lot worse than a school principal. I'm still not happy with the personal portion of the website and suggests that we take some additional casual pictures of her in the backyard, living room, and so on to show her more human side. She agrees with this too, and for the third time runs up the stairs to change. This time she completely changes her outfit, and comes down wearing a thin cotton blouse casually tucked into a pair of jeans. I think she looks absolutely spectacular. We start off in her backyard with a few pictures of her with a garden clipper in her hand, the water hose or just playing with her dog in front of the house. She is smiling the whole time and is very relaxed about being a model. We next move into the living room, and I have her sit down in the sofa while I set up the flash and tripod. Have you ever modeled before? She laughs. No. Why? You're a natural. That's why. Very relaxed, very photogenic. Thank you. Have you ever been a photographer before? I took classes in college. After college I was also shooting some models, trying to build a portfolio, get into the business. But nothing came of that, whereas the business I started really took off. What kind of portfolio were you trying to build? Fashion. Artsy. Erotic. I tried a lot of things. I guess I didn't have the talent. Erotic? She is smiling now. Of course. It's important to get exposed to as many fields as possible. Though the act of photographing a nude model is not very erotic in and of itself, it's very clinical. It sounds pretty erotic to me. I suppose the model's perspective may be different. Just let me know if you ever want to try. We smile at each other as the silence fills the room. She's actually thinking about it. I take a few pictures of her on the couch, smiling 
leaning her face against her palm, looking seductive. Unbutton the top button, I suggest. Well, that's hardly a professional photo. Although the comment is serious, there is laughter in her voice. It depends. It's a competitive market out there. You need to avail yourself of all advantages you got. She smiles and unbuttons the first button, parting the blouse in front. I take another few pictures. Lean forward. She does as she's told, exposing her cleavage and a little of the brow underneath. One more button. There is just a second of hesitation this time before she obliges, and no argument. I shoot a few more pictures, having her change her position on the couch to get the maximum effect of the exposed cleavage. One more. We keep this up until the blouse is entirely open in the front, her white lace brow visible. She is shy, keeping it together and only allowing a peek. Let it fall off your shoulder halfway. Just like that. I snap away. The other shoulder. Great. Now let it slide down your back completely. Put both hands on the couch behind you and pull your shoulders back. Suddenly she is sitting there with her bra completely exposed, the blouse in a pile behind her on the couch. I snap a few more pictures, but now I'm hungry to see more. I lied when I said taking this kind of pictures was not erotic. It is very exciting and I can tell from looking at Claire that she is feeling the excitement too. I'm a little unsure about how far I can go when Claire speaks up. Are you done? I personally think you need to take this another step, for the sake of your business competitiveness. Lean back and unbutton the jeans. She smiles as she realizes we're far from done, and does as she is told. But very slowly. Seductively. In a way that is not captured on the photograph, but most definitely by the photographer. She unzips the jeans the same way, and notice for the first time the matching underwear. I nod with approval. Now one leg at the time, take them off. Both legs up in the air. She lies on her back and removes her jeans as I take picture after picture. She really is a natural as each picture captures a perfect pose, without me having to provide instructions. I have her pose for me in her underwear, including a shot where she is standing on her knees on the couch, her face turned around and looking at me taking a picture from behind. I decide I want another one just like it when the panties have come off. She has the most amazingly shaped ass, the magnificence of which has only been implied through her exercise clothes. With her back still turned to me I tell her to remove the bra. This is the point of no return as we've been semi-decent up until this point. I am anticipating some additional hesitation here, but she just does as she's told, reaching back and unhooking the bra. Excellent, now turn around a little. Let the strap fall down from your shoulder. Perfect. Just let it come off. And slowly it does, inch by inch until her phenomenal breasts are exposed. A D cup I estimate, and in excellent shape even after two kids. She looks a little concerned that I'm not taking pictures, so I tell her she looks so beautiful I had to take a minute to catch my breath. I am soon back to shooting away, positioning her for the final set. I want you to lean back again. Raise both your knees and keep your feet together. There, now slide the panties off, up to the knees, hold it, raise your calves and continue. Perfect. Now put them on your right foot, curl your left leg a little, great. Now kick them off completely. She lowers her legs, and I notice she is completely shaven. 
I continued to take a few more pictures with her nude but not completely exposed, being careful to select a pose and an angle that leaves her partially covered. Is this what you did before, for erotic photography? She asks. Some were like this, some were just implied nudes with all interesting bits covered up. Some were even more explicit. Like this? She asks, leaning back and spreading her legs for me. Just like that. I tell her with a hoarse voice as I lift the camera and start to shoot. I notice her nipples are erect, and her vagina looks swollen and moist. She is really getting turned on by exposing herself to someone she doesn't know all that well. Well, the feeling is mutual, as I can feel my erection growing in my jeans as I set her up for the final part. Turn around on your knees, just like that. Just spread your legs a little bit more. Great, and now push your ass out towards me. Wow. Just one more. Now stand up, still facing away. Okay, bend over the couch and look at me. Great, feet apart a bit more, perfect. She sits back on the couch. Are we done? Still with that impish smile. I can do this all day, I assure her. I think it's my turn. She gets up and takes the camera from my hands. She gives me a little peck on the cheek and then directs me to sit down on the couch. She practices how to take a few pictures, and once she is satisfied she's gotten the hang of it she starts directing me to undress, starting with my polo. Wow, she says when she sees my six-pack. You have a great body. It's unprofessional to compliment the model's body, I try to tell her. Well, you complimented mine, if that bulge in your pants is any indication. That's not a compliment, that's an involuntary biological reaction. We'll see about that. Now take those jeans off. Slowly, as I want many pictures. I comply. I do have a raging heart on by now, which can be clearly seen through my underwear. I try to arrange it to become less conspicuous. She thinks that's funny. How about if we let that big boy out? She aims the camera as I do just that. Nice cock. I raise my eyebrows at her language, but I guess there's no point in telling her it's unprofessional. Now grab it. What? I didn't ask you to touch yourself. You snooze, you lose. Now grab it. Like that. Flex your arm muscles. Nice. Now stroke it. I do as I'm told, as she's walking around to the opposite side of the couch, taking pictures the whole time. I don't think this is the time to tell her that camera can shoot an HD video as well. She sits down and gives the camera back to me. With a smile she leans back spreads her legs and begins to rub her pussy. Little circles around her clit at first, and then fucking herself with two fingers. I stand up and change the camera to video mode, and start to film her. After a while she notices that I'm aiming but not clicking and she gets off the couch and comes over. Are you filming me? Sure. I hope you don't mind. No. Her hand is now on my cock. Do you want to take this to the next level? Hell yes. Do you want me to record it? Hell yes. I grab the tripod and attach the camera again. On your knees? I ask with a smile. She complies, and I adjust the height and zoom and press record. I step out in front of the camera where she is sitting, and she grabs my cock and starts to lick it around the tip, down the back, licking each ball separately. She comes back up to the tip and now takes me fully in her mouth deeper and deeper each time, her hand pumping me rhythmically. 
I grab onto her hair and she grunts with approval as I steer her deeper and deeper on my cock. I realize that I'm coming close to an orgasm way too fast, and I step back from her. Sorry I was about to come, I tell her as I pause the video. That's okay, you could have. No, I want to save it for later. For a grand finale? More like a big bang. Why don't you lie down on the couch? I focus the video on her pussy, hit record and lustfully lean in and start licking her. She tastes wonderfully and as my fingers slide and I can tell she is extremely wet and ready for me. I let my tongue play circles around her clit, as I saw her fingers do earlier, and I am rewarded with little screams that become louder and louder. I increase the rhythm of my fingers and as she starts to press against me I suck her clit into my mouth. She tries to stop me by I hang on tight, and within seconds she screams out loud and presses her pussy against my face. Victory! Fuck me, I need you to fuck me now. She has pulled me up by the hair and is looking into my eyes. She has completely yielded to the ecstasy of the moment. I make sure the camera is still aiming and focusing correctly, and without further ado I put one of her legs on my shoulder and enter her. She screams out and I pause, but she urges me to go on, harder, faster. I pull her closer towards me so that she's partially off the couch, and I'm holding on to her but which gives me the leverage to fuck her as hard as he wants. I pump away as fast as I can and am soon rewarded with another shudder and scream. I am also completely lost in the lust of the moment, and sit down on the couch pulling her on top of me. We move to where the camera is properly focused, and she guides me inside. I have both hands on her fabulous ass, her head is tilted backwards and she rides me as fast as she can. This will be a great angle on the final video I think to myself, and make sure to let go of her but so that the camera captures an unobstructed view. I am still to close for comfort, and I will not walk away from this living room without having fucked Claire also from behind. I tell her this and she giggles. She gets off me in a hurry and positions herself seductively on the couch as I aim the camera. Like this? She wiggles her butt. Like that. Spread your butt cheeks, let me get a good view. Oh God, I will come just from looking at that. I step around and enter her. The feeling is as magnificent as the view. I put one leg up on the couch, making sure the camera captures the most of this. I grab her hair and pull her towards me as I pump her harder and harder. I have to stop looking at her ass or I will come right away. I'm hoping for one final orgasm from her before I lose control, and I'm not disappointed. The now familiar shudder and then scream, if possible even louder than before. I think the grand finale cannot wait any longer. I tell her. What did the director have in mind? I want to come on you. Your chest. Or face? You tell me. The impish smile is back. I take the tripod and put it back where we originally started. She understands and positions herself on her knees in front of the camera. I make sure everything is functioning, and hit record for the last time. We are seasoned pros by now, and as she takes me into her mouth my hand goes to her hair and guides her deeper and deeper. I feel it in my whole body that this is going to be one of the biggest orgasms I've ever had. I increase the pace and she knows I'm coming close. She stops sucking for a moment and looks up at me. I want you to come on my face. She starts to suck again but I'm not about to wait to grant her that wish. With one hand I grab onto my cock and with the other I tilt her head backwards.
Seconds later the first ray of cum shoots out of my cock overshoots her and lands on the carpet. The next five rays are better aimed, and when I'm finally domed her face is absolutely covered. She takes me into her mouth again and makes sure that I am clean and satisfied. Oh, am I ever. My knees are shaking and I'm trembling as I move the camera to focus on her cum-covered face and chest. She gives the most charming little smile to the camera before standing up and heading for the restroom to clean up. I get dressed, pick up and fold her clothes and pack up the camera. Claire comes back wearing a bathrobe, a smile on her face. I will have to take a shower to get you out of my hair. I will have to take a three-hour nap just to get my energy back. Fuck Claire, that was the best sex I've had signed that donkey in Tijuana. No, I didn't really say that. About that video. Yeah? You want me to delete it? No, can you edit it, make it look nice? Sure, I can even add terrible porn music. You want to put it on your web page? No, but I think I would like to watch it with you sometime. See what we did wrong and what can be improved. Well, my aim for once. I tell her and look at the cum stain on the carpet. Don't worry, the dog has done a lot worse in here. That will buff right out. And buff right out it did. And I did make that video. And Claire and I watched it a few weeks later, after which we decided to make a second tape. That, however, is the subject of a different story.